evening and welcome to On The Edge. With me this evening, uh, we have our usual pair of United fans in Niall and Alan. Joining us again tonight, making a triumphant return from uh, a podcast a few weeks ago, is Bournemouth fan Phil. And it's good to have him back, I think. Great time last time. Absolutely. And, you know, he's back. (laughs) Yeah, who's been sacked for this episode. Um, So, in this episode, we're going to be covering um, a review of tonight's Manchester United versus Chelsea game. Um, We are going to be talking about the Manchester City Champions League ban, specifically what that means for the future of the club and uh, things like Pep Guardiola's future. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Liverpool, record-breaking seemingly all over the place at the moment. Of course Um, we are. I don't make any apologies for uh, talking a lot about that because it's just a fantastic season. Um, And we've also got a little bit where we do a bit about the bottom half Premier League 11. So the guys are going to bring to me their points about who they think should be in the uh, ultimate 11, consistent of the team from major, only from players from the bottom half of the league. Um, There are a few other little bits here and there. We do have a tendency to veer off. We're not professionals. We just lads who like to chat about football, and we thought we'd share that with you all. So, who should I throw it to for tonight's game? Who wants him first? For tonight's game, I will before Alan jumps in and don't get a word in. I think. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know you're jumping down my throat at my comments about United. Yeah, well, I'm pickle at you, so carry on. <laughs> well, it certainly wasn't one for the neutrals entertainment-wise. I'd say. Maguire made it to all, but arguably should have been sent off earlier for kicking out. I don't think there's I'm arguably. No. <laughs> not, not I don't think the word arguably has any place in that sentence. Um, no. Well, I, I would have expected someone to maybe argue on that. Someone would somewhere, I think, but it would definitely no. read for me. I think I mean, if the two United fans aren't saying that it's uh, arguable, then I don't think anybody's worrying about it, really. <laughs> Um, you get no, no argument but, from me. But either way, a win's a win, especially when it puts you into the Champions League places taking Chelsea's fourth spot. So, I'll take it. We don't. Wait, what? I don't We're think we taking the fourth spot, mate. I think, the, I think the, the significance of the win is that... Man- We're three points behind now. ...band, which we'll speak about shortly, has given you a better chance of being in and around fifth, which will then get you the you know no. proxy fourth spot. I had a look and we've come to fourth on goal difference over Chelsea. No, we haven't. We're third. We're three points behind them, sorry. We're three points behind Chelsea and they're ahead of us on goal difference. We have 38, they have like 40 odd. <laughs> I looked at the wrong fucking thing on that one then. <laughs> no shit again. Where do you get your stats from? Again. We're sixth anyway. Glad to see the lads are keeping up to date with the uh, football and looking at the league table. And you know, that's the, the worst fucking thing, mate. I did look at the bastard table, <laughs> clearly, fucking didn't. Right, go on, Alan. You go, mate. I know you're um, there wasn't really much to say. It was a very boring game, very dull. Uh, Maguire definitely should have been sent off for me. Their first goal, the equaliser they scored, shouldn't have been disallowed. Their header from Giroud was offside by foot, so offside. But all in all, it was a very dull performance, but three points nonetheless. I'm happy with it. Like I'll take a boring game and three points over anything. Yeah, there was a real lack of quality, but um, 
and and you kind of worry when you look at the the records of these two teams. Um, you know, Chelsea won twelve out of twenty six, lost nine this season, which is more than they lost all of last season. Um, Manchester United have won ten and lost eight this season, drawn eight. These aren't great records. I mean, you do wonder what's going to happen when if one of them two does get into the Champions League. You got to think, well, where where are they going to go with Some, that? Something Perth? something big's got to happen on both sides if they get Champions League. There needs to be an improvement in quality. Um, I think, in particular for Chelsea, um, Reese James probably was the standout player on the pitch for me. Um, a, a lot of the rest of the players went missing. The amount of times Kovacic could have made himself available, he didn't want it, didn't want possession of the ball very much. But Mason um, Mount did okay, drifted in and out. I mean, I don't know um, uh, Alan would agree or not, but I found you couldn't really work out where anyone was supposed to be playing at United. There was constantly in a different position, the wrong position or whatever. Mash I thought Mash was in the box. Yeah, the was Was Solskjaer playing his, his split striker thing again? Yeah, yeah, Dan James and um, Fernandez in behind, splitting up. Yeah. It it just didn't work. I mean, again, I think Fernandez were the possibly one of the highlights again of it, if there was any. But yeah, see, I agree with Fernandez and Maguire for me. Apart from a little spat with fucking Mitchell Wachowski, I thought he had yeah. a game, got the goal, and defended well, edited everything that came into the box. You, can't complain at him apart from his like kick out, which but it, it were just all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Think... It was players were switching around and things, it was daft. Bill, did you watch the game? I did watch the game. Uh, I did see a cracking stat before I go into about the game that was only Batchway's fourth league start for Chelsea. It's been there four years. Wow, well, Roy Keane said the... there's a reason for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, Niall, that's how you do stats. Yeah, I was hoping, okay. you, didn't get, I was hoping you didn't source it from me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know no, what? That, I do not take like, any stats from you. <laughs> there, is a, there is a good, clear reason as why as well, because Badshot was awful, yeah. absolutely awful this yeah. evening. I, think, um, I don't think any Chelsea fans are going to be happy with that performance. Do you think the game might have been different had Tammy Abraham been on the pitch? Or yes. do you think... Yeah. <laughs> I no, we, it would have been different. I, he's a better striker. He's got better touch. More uh, mobile. He plays, he plays on the shoulder of the last defender, but drops short at the right times. He makes better decisions. He's bigger. He's stronger. He, yet he generally needs a chance or a couple of chances to go, come his way before he scores. But he looks so did Andy on the pitch. And Batshuayi, other than having great banter on Twitter... There's, there's nothing there. But could we have avoided defeat even if Maguire was sent off when it, that challenge uh, happened? I think no, I don't think so. Well, we'd have had to make a change because we're playing three at the back so that are left too. So we'd have had to take one of the midfielders off. Probably Dan and James. One of those, one of those at centre-half would have been Luke Shaw at that point as well. Yeah. Luke Shaw was playing at centre-half anyway. Centre -half. The That's my point. That's my point. He's oh, all right yeah. on the side of a three, but he's not necessarily, you know, I don't think he's necessarily a... a, a uh, central back well, two. Move him to no, yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. he would have brought off Dan James, brought on Dallow, and asked him to play at centre back. It's he just still had his three at the back, but somehow Dallow would have been there, and you'd be looking yeah. at Eric Bailly as the pillar of strength. Mm. And, and let's be honest as well. Let's not 
beat around a bush with that one. Bailly was class. Oh, yeah, Bailly. Oh. I'm glad Bailly's back. I've always rated him. I've seen a lot of United fans be quite vocal about Bailly, and a lot of them don't necessarily rate him. I've always rated him. I've I've, always been class for us. Yeah, I think he's like... I mean, obviously, you can't get another... Vidic, but like a ball playing Vidic, if you know what I mean, he's not frightened to go in for a rough out tackle when you can play the ball. Ooh, out definitely, well he's definitely not frightened. He's he's got this ability where he's he's a good defender, a lot, a really good defender, a lot of the time. And he makes really good interventions, but he's so one hundred percent committed to everything he does. Yeah, when he yeah. does make a mistake and he makes them, he flies into someone two footed or. Or, called, or, well, that's what I, I, I like that. He's, he, he's committed, but he's also a bit daft. There was a time in this Chelsea game where he was chasing someone. He chased him over the halfway line, left a big gap being like, as a, as a one of the three centre-backs. You're leaving a big gap there. Like, he chased him all the way over the halfway line, then had to quickly shrimp back when they passed it off. Like, you need to realise when to back off and say, all right, he's gone too far, yeah. get back to position. And it, but for me, I do rate by and it's like that tackle on that last ditch tackle on Kovacic, phenomenal, oh, brilliant. Tackle. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant tackle. But how easy would it have been to get that tackle wrong? Do you see a top yeah. centre back making that? Probably, tackle? probably three out of ten of them would have been successful yeah. like that. Well, if he takes, if he doesn't shoot and takes a touch and brings it onto his other foot, he's going to take him out. Aren't you? It's going to be a foul. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, more to the point. Why did he take so many touches? Oh, I don't that know. from Giroud was dying for it. a first-time strike. Kovacic, I think... I mean, I've never really seen, since he's been in the Premier League, what gives him that hype. I've never seen a, a, an especially stand-up-and-take-note performance. He's all right. He's neat and tidy enough and everything like that. But so was Joe Allen. So is Fred. I don't really consider it. Like, I can't... He doesn't get a lot of goals and get a lot of assists. What does Kovacic actually do? Like, I saw that... I saw him get through on goal then. I thought, here's a chance to prove me wrong. And he just... He, he, what did he do? He, he, he took too long. He dithered on it. You're in the Premier League. You're in the in the 18-yard box in the Premier League in a game that you'd need to get back into. Don't dither on it. Hit it. Get your laces through it. Yeah. Surely. I'm pretty sure did he, did he have a shot on target all game? Um, pass. I've not got all of the stats from the game, unfortunately. But I can't. Um, I know what it was like. The 75th minute when they said like Man United had two shots on target, two goals, and Chelsea's had zero on target at a minute. So I don't know if he actually had a shot on target in that last 15 or not. I very much doubt it. So I very much doubt that's it. Just, that's the close that came with hitting, Mount hitting the post. Yeah. I do think that the game would have been different had Maguire been sent off and Maguire would yeah. have been rightly sent off. Oh, definitely. Um, because Chelsea had a lot of the ball, they had a lot of possession. They didn't necessarily do a lot with it, but when you've gone down a man and you've only got one natural centre-half who's fit and left on the pitch, that, that is going to change the complex, you know, the way that of a game. Yeah. Also, you know, like Alan said, Asfilicueta was pushed into... Uh, was it Luke Shaw? No, Brandon Williams. Yeah, he was pushed into Brandon Williams for that goal. The foul was actually on him. Yeah. So if it's not a goal, it should have been a penalty. I agree. So you feel for Chelsea there a little bit, but we've said it in this podcast before as well. Um, they have a tendency to lose games that they shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, United, in the end, had the better quality. Um, the set piece from Bruno Fernandes, okay. you've got to give him credit where you. That was an absolutely incredible cross into the box. 
Um, and Juan Bissaka as well. Something is leveled at him a lot. What a is cross that, that was! Fantastic, fantastic going at the back, but not great going forward. But what a ball in that was! Could William that. maybe have done better. But when I was probably when I was on the pod two weeks ago, and we were talking about the signing of Odi and Agallo, and I said it could be a really good signing because they need someone getting towards the six-yard box. We yeah. talk about, people talk about Wan Bissaka can't cross. There's never anyone in the fucking box. But you exactly. see, Marshall gets to the edge of the six-yard box. Wan Bissaka puts in puts in a lovely ball, admittedly, but Marshall was in the box. And yeah. God, it just gets in front of the centre back, doesn't he? In front of Rudiger, it's like yeah. But then he's never on. he's never in there enough when he's no, not playing he without Rashford. He's not a natural striker. I don't care what he says on what he wants to play. He's not a natural striker. No, no not, and neither is Rashford. Was it no? Rudiger, was it Rudiger that Harry Maguire got the better off for their second goal as well? No, Zuma. Zuma. Okay. He volleyed it against his own leg and goes in. <laughs> it's like such a jammy goal when you look at it. Fair enough, it's all out, but it was so jammy. It's against his own leg and it goes in. I hope it's a better yeah. performance against Bruges. Uh, well, well, we got a game of the weekend first, haven't we? Yeah, you got Watford. Yeah, Watford at home on Sunday. That's written in the stars, isn't it? Body Nigalo. Yeah, he'll get his proper get a start or he'll get a goal at least. I'd like you not to get a goal today as well. Though. Yeah, he should, he should have put that away. Um, we're getting into that position. I'm happy he's in that position through one goal straight away in yeah. his first game on. Brilliant. I thought exactly that. I thought there's a United player playing on the shoulder. That's yeah. not something we've seen much of this season. Unless it's cutting in from the wing, isn't it? That's yeah. about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy he even got in that position. Yeah, he should have put it away, but I'm happy he's there to actually yeah. have that chance. And um, yeah. yeah, Watford, well, all, all I'm going to refrain is, I know the podcast said this, but I put in the group chat last time we played Watford, it's only Watford and we lost 2-0, so. Uh, yeah, so let's leave that there, though. Yeah, let's fucking not touch that game for a minute. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've gone on a little bit of a wobble again, so they had that resurgence, they had the new manager bounce and stuff like that, and they appear to be wobbling again a little bit. Should be an interesting game, definitely going to um, be the sort of one that you want to... Uh, tune into there's going to be a lot of talking points yeah, um, speaking um, we're going to move on now and talk a little bit about the Rangers uh, title bid or lack thereof um, because we did speak on the podcast a good few weeks ago about um, Steven Gerrard and what a fantastic job he's done and I don't necessarily think that falling away in the in the um, chase for Celtic all of a sudden necessarily means that he's not Doing a fantastic oh. job anymore. You, you can, you know, the progress for the club is still there to be seen, but they're now ten points behind. Yeah. But um, they've got a game in hand. If they win, it's only seven. I mean, I don't know how they work. Celtic don't drop that many points. But it, no, no. I mean, Celtic have lost two games and drawn. But one is it mathematically possible? For oh, yeah, of oh yeah, no, there's definitely still enough games not, left. I'm not sure how the league works. Because I'm sure they have that bit and then. They split the league in half and top play top and bottom play bottom. That way, still can get it. Yeah, they still they still can get it, but like Celtic don't drop that many points. That's my that's my main argument. Well, they had a chance. There was a game in wind, two points behind them. There'd been one point ahead of them. For me, that was it. And now they've bottled it, which is weird. When you just like Joe Adam, the minimum of a seven point gap, and Celtic have only dropped eight eight points all season. 
there you go. Like, so it's just one of them things that I'd, it's sad because I was, I was actually kind of rooting on Rangers, not because of Gerard, obviously, because I hate him, but like just because of how dominant Celtic have been <laughs> and like just how it would have been nice to see something else, you know, a nice little fairy tale story. But I don't know what's gone on. Whatever's happened, happened and just fell off massively. The, the reality is there isn't, there probably isn't, you could take all the teams in the Scottish League outside of Celtic, put a squad together and they probably wouldn't have as much quality as Celtic. Probably you know, not. No, you're probably Celtic, right. Celtic are the only side there who can, who have, say, English Premiership quality players who they can keep on the bench. Everyone else is mostly championship. Yeah, probably, players. probably mid-table Premier League players though. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking a City player, but, Definitely, there's players who don't get in the starting lineup for, for Celtic who could definitely get in the Bournemouth side. Whereas oh, you look at yeah. you look at there's probably most of their under 18s could at this point, Phil. You haven't really got any players. No. <laughs> we take a couple of Rangers players as well, but that's not really the point. Bournemouth shit at the minute. But what I mean is that Celtic have maybe 18 or 19 Premier English Premiership quality players, whereas. Rangers maybe have half a dozen, Aberdeen three. The, the quality yeah. difference in the squads because of the difference in money for the last. Oh, it's decade, unreal. It, oh, because it's how they share their money. Their money sharing scheme for like TV revenue and all that is absolutely atrocious compared yeah. to other leagues. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you say it's atrocious, but honestly, you're sitting down, right? You've got your skybox there, you've got sports, or whatever. I know you might not necessarily have it, but. Totally and what it's Aberdeen versus Livingston. Are you really going to switch on for that, or are you going to switch on for the old firm? Well, it's the old firm like, playing. Obviously, you're going to put the old firm on. But then you guess I, I want to put that in, in, in the same lot of light. Let's say it's Livingston versus Aberdeen or something, and it's Kilmarnock not play Celtic. Like, so another nothing game. I'd still watch the Celtic game. I would still I'd, watch I'd the Celtic game. I'd rather watch a championship game or something if it was on one. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably rather not tune into any of it, if I'm honest. No. But yeah, if I had to choose between them two, I probably would. I'd probably if I have to watch any game. Scottish game, then, in mid- I mean, if I were forced to, then it would be the old firm. But... Yeah, but I mean, say hypothetically, right, you're in a situation where you want to put a game on and mm-hmm. the only games that are on at that point are different games from the SPL. And one of them's involving either Celtic or Rangers versus anyone else. And the other one's not involved in the other of the big two. You're going to choose one of the games with the big yeah. two, aren't you? Like, it's that's why the TV rights get dished out because I reckon it's done proportionally for how many people actually tune in to bother to watch it. Probably is done proportionally. Um, to be fair, I don't like. I know it's not the same in England. I think it's just like you get a set amount if you're on TV or not. Right. So, well, the thing, the thing with England as well is that anybody can beat anyone. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Anyone can absolutely just get into anyone in any given game. Can I put one of them right. and just turn because, it on and just beat anybody? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Watford beating City. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there are there are so many games that are just you don't know what way they're going. Go. Newly promoted Norwich beat City, didn't they? Yeah. Well, exactly. Norwich gave us a hell of a fucking game yeah. the other day. Um, what a goal by Mane. Uh... <laughs> 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 uh... You're more excited about it than I am by the sounds of it. Are you all right? Yeah, it's to admit it, man. It does, but <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Hooters in Nottingham. I can't say I saw the goal, to be honest. <laughs> what goal? Fair enough. Can't argue with that. Yeah, but was that were their tits bigger than yours? <laughs> Probably not bigger than mine. 
couple of choice ones might have been bigger than mine. I didn't get out the tape measure, mate, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think measurement was what we should be going for when I looked down. <laughs> Not the only time you take a chop, is it? <laughs> hey, mate, if I can't see it, it can be as long as it wants. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, on that um, fantastic note, so, I mean, what are we saying then? Is the Rangers title bid completely over? Yeah. Is there hope? Definitely. Sad, sad to say, but yes. And I think it'll finish closer it... than it seems, but probably still Celtics. And, and does it then put pressure on Stephen Gerrard? Because the board of Rangers have backed him way more than they have do. any other manager. They shouldn't do. Second it... place is the guys have finished in... Did they finish second last year? Well, put it this... No, I think it might be Aberdeen. Like put it, it this way: they can't do worse than runner-up. So there is a difference in the opinion in Scotland between Gerard losing the title to Rogers Celtic and Gerard losing oh, against yeah. Neil Lennon. There, there might be pressure on him purely because a Neil Lennon Celtic side, as good as they are, aren't as fashionable as a Rogers Celtic side. No, and he Gerard will look worse by comparison because he's losing to Neil Lennon. Yeah, Does he but... keep getting that job? He leaves it and then just comes back like he's never been anywhere. Yeah. No, I, just don't it. I mean he was still in the Scottish top tier. Yeah, was he was. Was he at Hib? Aberdeen? Was he? Hib. No, Hib. Hibs. Was it Hibs? Yeah. Fucking hell, they did shit. Ooh. But no, I think I think it would be unjust if they got rid of Gerard after this season just because they didn't. Don't get rid of him. No, I, I think they'll get rid of him, but I think there'll definitely be more pressure going into yeah. the, the, next year. The first six months next of next year, season yeah. will be pivotal for him. But if he if he if he in top of the if he don't like really push next year, I feel then there might exactly. be it's out next year, then they'll probably get rid. But and there's there's also going to be an element of if they lose the title to Celtic by three or four points this season. Right, okay. If they go from this sort of seven to ten point gap to fifteen to eighteen points, then yeah. suddenly it's a, it's a shit season. Yeah, then then the first six months will be vital for him. Yeah, in that Can case, Rangers still in the Europa Cup as well. To be fair, yeah. So are Celtic, obviously, but so they could have a run in that this year. Who knows what could happen? Of Rangers, yeah. is it Braga? Uh, Pats. I couldn't tell you. That's all I know. <laughs> this this should do Braga though. Good team. See way legs in it that kill. See way legs that kill the Scottish teams. I think. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not a bad team good. in the league in Portugal. I mean, they probably consistently come in the top five four, but Rangers should have enough for it. And let's not forget they've already overcome Porto. Yeah, um, are a bit better. Right. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's hope there, but they like I think you're all right in what you're saying that he he, def- he definitely needs to be um he definitely needs to be pushing on next season, otherwise he is in trouble because I do feel like the board have backed him way more than yeah. anybody else, and they've also um, backed him by keeping players they could have sold because I guarantee bids came in from Morelos. Oh, they, they did, oh, didn't they? Yeah, and the reason manager selling. He reckons Liverpool want him, doesn't he? Oh, oh come on. I see Jurgen Klopp yelling with that, can you? Yeah, but he also reckons that referees won't give him red cards. 
doesn't work out for him. <laughs> I'm quite surprised how much he managed to get out of Rangers, to be fair. <laughs> he didn't take a bad side. It's not like he's taken a fucking Ibs. He took a good Rangers side, but he's made him better. He has definitely made that. No. He's on about the yeah. conversation about Rangers. <laughs> um, I think he thought it was just going to go, is the Rangers title season over? Yes. Right, let's move on. Well, it's, uh, it's hard to talk about the Scottish league, really. Right, so I realised that I haven't put this in the agenda that I sent over to you all, Ooh. but I'm going to speak about it a little bit now anyway, because I have spoken to you all about speaking about that's it. True, true. Um, I mean, James, we're gonna I'm confused. Yeah. And I'm going to throw this to Phil to start off with, but we're going to move on and speak a little bit about the Dan Gosling uh, tear-up <laughs> with the referee quite recently after his comments about <laughs> Jonathan Moss. Yeah. I, I think Jonathan Moss has probably said something he shouldn't, and I think he's been a bit of a dickhead. I think <laughs> Dan Gosling is a player who doesn't find himself in front of the media very often. I mean, he's not even one if you go on the Bournemouth website there. They're eager to interview. Oh, feature this month, Dan Gosling. Who the fuck could read it? <laughs> <laughs> That's coming from a Bournemouth fan. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I'd fall asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I scored that goal in the FA Cup once. Congratulations. I didn't see it because ITV switched on. <laughs> <laughs> didn't pay TV. Okay. We don't talk about that goal. <laughs> Do we um, not? Can we talk about that <laughs> No, we don't talk about that goal. What was actually said? No, we don't Does anybody actually know what was actually said? Uh, well, apparently, apparently, the piss out of where Bournemouth are, apparently taking the piss out of where Bournemouth are in the league. Yeah, and that they're going to get relegated and so on. So if what Gosling said is true regarding ref's comments, then fair play. I'm called for to... For the one at a time, lads. One at a time. But I do think Gosling's blown out of proportion. He's had his Charlie Austin moment. He's had his little rant on telly. Yeah, but unlike, unlike Charlie Austin, Gosling doesn't really have anything to rant about. So... Sorry, mate, what you say? Charlie Austin's comments on Twitter about the Southampton fans. Yeah, they're oh. no, never get up the team, they're shit. Yeah, and all that, and then all the fans came at him, started commenting on the kids, and he went off on a right one. Wow. I'll have to have a look right, at that. a right mare with them. But yeah, so, but yeah, so going back to Gosling quickly, um, does he just need to grow up a little bit, do you think? Is it... Is he, is he being a bit petty? Is he being a bit uh, nonchalant, spitting his dummy out because he's not happy? Allegedly, all the referees said, John Moss, yeah. weren't it? He said that, um, oh, you're having one and your team's having one and something like that. And he was like, oh, you're going to get yeah. relegated. Like, because obviously, he Dan Gosling must have been giving him a bit yeah, anyway. Yeah, a referee's supposed to be partial, not golden teams. So It was a fractious I'll... game already. There was Dan Gosling had been involved in a couple of pushing incidents got up on the wrong side of his missus' sofa. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that John Moss shouldn't have said it. I do believe he did say it because, again, why Why would Dan Gosling make it up? Why would he lie? Yeah. But at the same time, I do think, I do think it's an overreaction. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that Bournemouth is, seems to be, for players, a happy and comfortable place to be. And for the first time, 
since they've been in the Premier League, probably for the first time since they joined the Championship two seasons before that, it doesn't look a happy and comfortable place to be. It looks, they go into games and they look tetchy. They look like they're going to snap. They look like they're getting into, getting into sort of little bit of handbags, which yeah, is yeah. Not, not like them. I think there's maybe a lot of that coming out because suddenly Bournemouth are actually feeling the pressure. I think we should give it the credit it deserves. We should listen to what he said and we should watch out for any other incidents with John Moss. But beyond that... See, I, I don't know if it is. I don't know if there's any call for it, really. I think you just put stuff down to banter and move on. Yeah, that's why I was going to say. Yeah, but it, it's not... A, like when you're a professional footballer, even in Bournemouth, you're still in front of, what, 12,000, 13,000 people in a home Just say, yeah, your mum and get on with yeah. it sort of shit like everyone else. Give them a bit back, <laughs> yeah. Just be like, oh, well, you're having one too. What kind of game are you called this? Yeah, you know what I mean? like, give them a bit back and just move on. Like, you've expected it from players, from managers, coaches, but not the fucking referee. Did he make a big deal about it on the pitch? Did he, like, go up to him and, like, fucking get I in his face? I don't... I did watch the game and I didn't see any moment where he went mental at the referee or the players, the players spent most of the game having a little pop at each other and kicking each other. So everyone was having a little bit of a moan at the referee, but yeah, it's a a storm in a teacup. It's, it'll be be forgotten about if Bournemouth win a couple of games, it'll be forgotten about if they lose a couple of games. It's oh, definitely forgotten about. Yeah, it's but so, somebody did ask a, a a weird but could be a good question on our Facebook page regarding this incident. Facebook group. Do, <laughs> no, on, <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> Facebook page. That's just ridiculous. If referees get too much protection. And if they should face the media post match, no. Why should they? Fucking no, referees get much abuse as it is. No. You think they have to go out there and explain their <laughs> <for> that? <laughs> like, yeah, but, and then the thing is, everybody looks at referees and everybody thinks that they're these, you know, sort of like geography teacher, boring kind of people <laughs> that you, you know, you never really think about what a referee's like as a person, mm. do you? But when you actually like when you actually play in any sort of game, quite often referees, that's where their enjoyment is. They enjoy the game. They enjoy giving a bit of banter between the players yeah. and stuff like that. And they'll do it in good ways and they'll do it in bad ways. I don't think referees should be discouraged from getting involved with banter at the risk of, you know, somebody being upset I'm, about it. Yes, there are limits. There are lines you should maybe not cross. Maybe not give it about the position if the Bournemouth are in at the table but maybe just give it about the fact that Dan Gosling's not a very good player there's got to be enough cannon fodder there for him to go after without having to go after Bournemouth's relegation relegation options to call uh, Dan Gosling a bit shit Um, yeah it's not hard is it not the most you haven't got to be you know uh, you haven't got to have a razor sharp wit to say that Dan Gosling's a shit player (laughs) to show um, to show like a good referee with good banter. Who's that um, one Tottenham fan one? Oh, or anyone? Mike Riley. Is it Mike Riley? Yeah. Great example of a ref with good banter. He like he pulls faces, he gives some shit back, and like 
Was he that one that did that random like little dance move or something? Yeah, that quick little snap to him for a free kick and boom. Yeah. Yeah, him. <laughs> like, it's funny. Oh, brilliant. He's actually not a Tottenham fan, though, is he? He supports like Tranmere. <laughs> oh, the video in the Tranmere fan section. He's yeah, yeah, I saw that video. But he starts a song. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so that was brilliant. That's a good rep. Thing is, like, that's the sort of banter I think needs to be stopped. Like, <laughs> did you ever see the thing about him hiding Aguero's match ball behind it? And I was like, <laughs> what a dad joke that is. Honestly, putting up his shirt. Oh, where's the match ball gone? <laughs> Aguero doesn't speak English hardly. You know, he's been for about ten years, so he'd have been like, um... <laughs> yeah, he's your proper geography teacher. He really is. Um, but. You know, it's it's difficult. It's a tricky one. I can kind of see Goldman's frustration. And it, it, in a way, you want to be glad that he is frustrated. You want to be glad that he's not happy to just put up with the way things are going. But he needs to be probably focusing on the one of the bigger priorities. Maybe needs to grow up a little bit, take a bit more responsibility for his own performances on the pitch. Because if he was playing constantly 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, and then you could say, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with my performance. Get on with the fucking game, ref. But he's not, is he? Let's let's face yeah. it. And you know, um, I don't think he ever has really in a Bournemouth shirt. Particularly, oh, I don't think he's never um, been the best anywhere. Really, <laughs> let's face it. Do you remember anyway. when he did, Do you remember when he came out and said, uh, "There's no club I'd rather be at than Everton." Then three days later, signed for Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a new that signed. Is that, a, that is some yeah. shit houseery we can all get behind. <laughs> that is bad though. so I think we're going to move on with that then because I don't think we can get any better a point on that um, and we're going to move on to something I think we should spark quite a bit of conversation um, and we're going to talk about the Man City situation uh, concerning the Champions League ban um, what do you guys think it means for the <laughs> a positively giddy Allen over there <laughs> um, what it means for the club and what do you think it means in terms of Pep Guardiola's future is that going to be um, the straw that breaks the camel's back because he's already not particularly cut us an especially happy figure at City this season. Um, we do know he gets twitchy feet after a few years um, of dominating, and he has dominated. Let's not beat around the bush. That City side are fantastic um, domestically. What do you what do you, what do you think is going to go? What do you think is going to happen going forward? Like, well, well, I personally cannot wait for Phil Foden to get four minutes to finish off a game at Grimsby. Hey, Grimsby! Grimsby! <laughs> hey! <laughs> but yeah, um, if that happens, I imagine I'd be in heaven. But realistically, right now, we're looking at a City side who are probably rightly banned from what I've heard. And so, in my retrospect, I think they should uphold the ban Fuck all this point deduction from other years and all that bullshit. Scrap that. That's just getting petty. Then if they do get demoted to League Two, which once again I don't think should happen realistically, like this is unbiased opinion. Obviously, I'd love for it to happen as a fan of but so and then I think Pep's gone if without Champions League football, I don't think there's any reason for him to stay there anymore. He's already No, because he's kind of achieved everything that he can do at City, which is why I was gearing that question towards what do you think it means for Pep Guardiola's Future because apart from mm. the Champions League, he's kind of done everything, yeah. hasn't he? And he, it looks like he's um, all right. 
that he's most likely not going to win the league this season, bar any major catastrophes. Although I am praying um, tonight, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure you are, and I'm sure that'll work for you fantastically well, just like all prayer always does. Um, <laughs> yeah, and do you know what I hear about God as well? He's famously really keen on non-religious people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Friends. That's something he's he all of us. Don't give me that. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I've said on here before that I think Pep was going to leave this summer regardless of any of this before any of this came about because if he's not won the Champions League this season he will think he's not going to so he'll step down anyway or if he alternatively wins it he'll go well I've won everything I can with him now and step down and take his little one year sabbatical but now with this coming into play it's pretty inevitable he won't be there even though he has come out and said that him and Sterling will apparently still play in League 2 and be at City well, but they won't. Do you think they won't get to League Two? That won't happen. I, I agree with no, that. Won't happen. That the previous years deducting fights and all that should be scrapped. That's bullshit. And they probably won't even be banned for two years in the Champions League. It'd be one if they even do get banned. Yeah, because people are drawing comparison with the Juventus situation. But what you've got to remember about the Juventus situation is it was for yeah, match yeah, fixing. Exactly. It wasn't financial. You know. All right. Fair enough. They have bent financial rules. That much has become clear. And I'm going to talk about the rights and wrongs about how that information came to light in a minute. Um, They have bent financial rules. But the bottom line is they have still bought well. They've still bought the right players. They still bought players into this league and dominated it. I mean, the amount of times last season they were 4-0 up in the first 20 minutes. They were just something else. And I don't think, as much as I'd love it, because, you know, if they do the points deduction from previous title league campaigns that they've won and stuff like that, that gives Liverpool a title, an, another title, aside from one that everybody seems to assume we're going to win this year. But would you want that to be um, fair from League like, 10? No, no, that's the thing. Like, in, in theory, I'd love it. I'd love it because, you know, then you could say, well, Stephen Gerrard's won the league. Um, but... Yeah, there is that. In practice, no, I don't want it like that. I don't want it like that. I'd rather us earn it like we've done this exactly. season because, and I'll, I'll go on to this in a minute, but, um, you know, Liverpool have been out, outrageous this season. Um, no matter how good City were, Liverpool have, have been better. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wouldn't like to see it go that way. What do you guys think about, I mean, do you think there's a possibility that it could all get thrown see, out? Because it, no, there's a possibility of that as well. Because obviously, the information was illegally obtained. Wasn't it was, it? yeah. So... No, because this, I, it might upset City fans in what I'm going to say, but my opinion of all this financial fair play is they are not going to make examples of your massive clubs, the ones that have got that global brand. Your Real Madrids should be United, so to speak your Liverpools even, because they're massive on the European stage. Things that make so much commercial money for the Champions League, whereas City, they have no history in it. So they can make an example of them. It won't really affect their numbers financially. Yeah. It's how I feel about it. I think I, you might be right there, to be honest. I, so I don't think big, big clubs will ever be chucked out of it. They'll make examples of ones that don't have a European history or that pull from across the world. I think they're definitely going to be made in a Yeah, but that weren't really the yeah. question. No, the question was more regards to. I think. I think the ban for both years is going to be overturned. Uh, I think the 
as far as I understand, they didn't get the information through sort of kosher sources. And did you see City's statement as soon as it happened? They were ready for it. Oh, they said something like, it's oh, a, well, we're not, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tie them up in court for we're 10 gonna, years. We're going to overturn this prejudicial decision. And I do think there's a case of that in there. I, as a fan of a smaller club, have always been against financial fair play. Because honestly, I don't, when I look at my club, I don't care. If we won a Premier League title, I honestly wouldn't give a shit that some some Arab country had come along and pumped in 500 million in one summer. I wouldn't care because we won a title. This is the, the only way for small clubs to catch up with big clubs is with outside money. And that outside money isn't coming. If, if, we can't, if you can't, the, I think the bigger argument here is that financial fair play, it solidifies that club, that sort of set of massive clubs, and it keeps them in that position. A club in that top set will have to massively, massively fuck up. And we're not talking like Leeds United fuck up. We're talking bigger than that. Massively mm. fuck up to, to fall. Is, because I, at the end of the I, day... The, all the, the financial fair play rules came in and only benefited the clubs that were already generating shitload of revenue. It gave all of those clubs. I'd counter that argument though, because you say that oh well, bigger clubs um, are are the only ones benefiting from the financial fair play rule. But if it's only bigger clubs that are pumping in five hundred million, how come clubs like Wolves are on the march? Do you know what I mean? It How come clubs like Manchester United, who have pumped in hundreds of millions as well? Like, I don't think that there's necessarily a problem with financial fair play. I only think that there is a, primarily a problem um, in that the way that the information was obtained. That's why it will get thrown out. But it's a tricky one as well because it's really, really... The information is it, true, it's niggly though, because true. The bottom line is, regardless of the way the information came out... True. They still yeah, that's, right. that's true, and it just doesn't matter how it came about. That's, if, that's my only account. Yeah, but in a court of law, it does matter. Law. And if Manchester City aren't in the Champions League, that costs some money in terms of commercial sponsorships and in terms of match revenues and stuff City like that. Don't even like so the they will Champions League anyway. Court. Screw them. How much could this? That's what? a big. That's another big thing. I know they're never exactly lacking a quid or two, but how much could this cost you for? If the Court of Arbitration for Sport overturn it, because people oh, will go after I think them. they will as well. The city will go after them hard. The the rinse and wonder, Castlewood. would. Why wonder? Yeah. Why why wouldn't they'd say it as a wrongful? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It would be defamation. It would be yeah, defamation. Mindful. That one. It would be. It would be damage to the brand. They'd struggle with defamation, though. Do you not think? Because it's still the case that they were yeah, in the wrong. True, if, if, I was, proof, if the proof is that the if they I were in the wrong is thrown out, they weren't in the wrong because you can't prove it. No, I know, but like the proof was still there. Everybody knows about and it. You still, if I was still city, defamation I, because it's been out there and it could have started damaged the club's reputation yeah. before the hearing finally came about. Look, none of us are sitting here no, and saying right defamation. now that the information that's come out is wrong. The information that's come out is right. But in a court of law, it's it's wrongful evidence, so you can't be charged on with that evidence. So therefore, in a court of law, that evidence can't even be brought forward to say this is look. You can't bring it forward, so it probably will get overturned realistically. I but then I have this feeling that UEFA have bitten off more than they can chew with City. 
it's going to be interesting. Be interesting to see how it goes for certain. Absolutely. Um, I think we're going to take. I was going to say it's going to be interesting to see what happens for me. Like, I'd... could go either, could go either way, could go either way. There's, there's that parrot again. Right. So on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break, and when we're going to when when we come back, we're going to speak a little bit about um, Liverpool and the record breaking. And we're also going to sort of speak to you guys and we're going to get your bottom half Premier League 11s. Okay, welcome back to On The Edge. Um, So, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on um, a series of stats that I sent to you all. And we will put on the... uh, um, regarding the podcast and everything like that about some of the records that Liverpool are in line to be able to break um, what, what were you saying sorry uh, nothing go on what are you fucking Liverpool shit <laughs> oh, the thing is you can't deny it like obviously I'm not going to sit and say oh they don't deserve of course I deserve but fuck me it hurts <laughs> <laughs> what have I missed um, Sorry, the only thing you missed was we just spoke about the fact that we were going to speak about um, the uh, record breaking, uh, the, the, the records that Liverpool are on the cusp of, basically. Um, now, for those who are listening and don't know, um, Liverpool are on the verge of about three or four pretty impressive records. Um, they're not that far off of Arsenal's um, overall uh, league games in a row unbeaten. Um um, it's just... Paul Liverpool, you've got your good stats here. I know, I'm, I've lost it now as well. <laughs> it's up in the chat. Where is it? Where is it? In Carter. You won't put yourself yeah, in the shame corner. No, I'll put myself in the shame corner for that. That's poor form. <laughs> um, First one. one it's the Two Hulk. sacks, there you go. I've seen it in the chat. No, it's one. It's come through. <laughs> right, right. Liverpool's unbeaten streaks currently sits at 43. Um, and the record by comparison is 49. Do we think Liverpool can get it? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what you get. Uh, no, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. In their next six games, in their next six league games, who can we see derailing them? Everton, are they in the next six? Who have they got? I'll say who they've got. Let's have a look. Everton, you know, I mean, it could just be written in the stars for... Come on, Ancelotti. You lovely Italian bastard. I love your food, come on. On the opposite side, Liverpool could end up taking the title there if results go right for them. I'll tell you what. As long as it's not Bournemouth, because I'm actually going to Anfield that day, I don't care. (laughs) As long as it is Bournemouth, because you're going to Anfield that day and not taking me. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Realistically, I think probably Everton have got the best chance. You'd say so. It seems unlikely to be West Ham. Um, Watford could. Liverpool, Anfield. No. Uh, against Bournemouth um, <laughs> Everton at Goodison especially 
five da- four four days five days after um a second leg against Atletico Madrid. <laughs> yeah, just say you're gonna go to Goodison. Sorry. You're gonna be losing one nil and the ninetieth minute Pickford's gonna give you a present. <laughs> what did you like to do when it was nil nil and Pickford gave him a present when he bounced off the bar? You know who the sixth <laughs> game is though, don't you? Oh. Man City at the Etihad. Well then if it's not ever it's gotta be City. Yeah, so it's one of the ones in not, a defeat hasn't looked likely for Liverpool for quite a long time. But then by the same time, we haven't been playing brilliantly either. Like the game against Norwich wasn't a fantastic performance by any stretch of imagination. Maybe put a little bit of that down to rust. Um, Again, yeah, well, that was great that everyone wanted and then not come back yeah. and shit anyway. <laughs> yeah, but we still won, so fuck you. Yeah. Um, so did win we. streak now. <laughs> The record win streak sits at 17. Um, the record by comparison that they need to get is 18. So they can equal that with the next game against West Ham. So yeah, and then they can batter it by beating Watford. What's that, mate? I can see you breaking all of them records, but potentially not the Arsenal undefeated. Unbeaten streak. Yeah, but the rest, I think. How many games is that away? Um, so the the win streak in general is currently 17 and we need one more to get it to 18, two more to beat it. Uh, the home win streak is now at 20 games in a row. Um, and then the record by comparison to that is 21. And the next game is at home, so we can kind of kill two birds one stone. We can equalise both of those in the next game. Um, and then the away win streak is currently at eight. And there are two teams um, that we could beat to 11 if we can get there. I think it's it's nailed on, apart from... Realistically, right now, who can you see Liverpool beating Anfield? I'm going to say no one. So I think you've got that one. Even though I know you're only one one game away, but even so... Even only if only to equal it, though, Alan. Well, even... Well, even so, like, even if there's 10 games away from my home at the minute, could you see anybody beating Liverpool at home? No, like, I think they're nailed on. Just maybe the undefeated record might slip. Undefeated record, I think that's up in the air. The away record, your next two home away games aren't that difficult, are they? The next two what? Home games. Away Away games. games. Next two away games, we've got Watford away and Everton away. So they're the more difficult to put. Fucking hell. Yeah, the the Everton game's going to be a biggie. Yeah. Especially because it rest, I can rest see, your record on it as well. I can see Liverpool breaking all of those records, but I can see them coming to the end of the season, playing the kids again after they've won the title by miles and not getting the unbeaten seat, unbeaten I'd ra- season. Yeah, manager, I'd rather that and play my stronger team in the Champions League and try and win that again as well. That's it, exactly. Yeah, Assuming okay. we're able to overcome Atletico, which everybody seems to be saying is like a four-round conclusion. Yeah, I don't either. It's not. No. Um, you know, in between that as well, we've got a wedge in a fifth round against fucking Chelsea, despite Jurgen Klopp's best efforts. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're going to play the kids again? You'd assume so. Well, I think he'll play a weekend side. Well, we spoke I think about we'll play that. A week inside, but I, don't, I can't see it being all kids. I can see it being... I mean, Nico Williams and Curtis Jones will certainly get a shout, I think. Um, you'll have the likes of Shakiri, hopefully he'll be fit. Um, Arigi, Lalana, you know, Lovren for um You still need the second choice team there anyway. <laughs> What's Arigi done since the Champions League final uh, semi final, may I ask? Fuck all, is it? What, really? What else do you need to do? Fuck you. You leave Lord Arigi <laughs> alone. <laughs> you got yourself a new big bumper contract, mate. That's all he wanted. 
I mean, like, because obviously Liverpool fans love him and you can't blame him. Obviously, you would. But, like, as, an, as a fan looking outside, I'm thinking, how does he still get on the bench? He's done nothing. <laughs> because who else would we have there? I guess there's that. You've got nobody else there at the minute. The thing is, as well, Jurgen Klopp doesn't believe in signing players to, ju- to, to <laughs> just sit on the bench. And who's going to go into that front three at the minute if we signed anybody else and drop one of those players to the bench? Uh, Millet. Who do we could get realistically? Who <laughs> uh, would you say? Who would we play for? Then? I'd argue Timo Werner. I'm gonna say yeah. I'd argue. Stella, yeah, talking a lot about Timo Werner, and he doesn't fit in that front three. Well, not he don't he don't play the he role for Mina, does he? Play further forward, so no. Yeah, so you, exactly, you could have him up top and have Firmino in behind with Salah and Mane wide, isn't it? But then we'd be losing yeah, the field. Yeah, the thing that really works about Liverpool is how hard that midfield runs. And that midfield is a big key, obviously a big key to our Liverpool play. So who do you play? You don't play Sabino. Yeah, but you're... you're there's a, there's a change coming stay. anyway, because Wijnaldum's still yet to sign a new contract. So something is going to happen. Oh, I don't know what, but something is going to happen. Um I'm just hoping that we get to like the end of the season and Wild Adam signs a new contract and because I fucking love Genie Wild Adam. What I think about the latter? Do you want him to sign? I'd love him to, but I don't think he will. Um, you know, he's going to take a, he'll have to take a second rate role and he won't want that right now. He's coming to the end of his career. He'll want to play football. Yeah, that's it. He wants to play and he, he's not going to realistically, um, especially not with the emergence of Curtis Jones as well. Um, I, th- I feel like, yeah, now will be the time, unfortunately, for Adam Lallana to go. Mm-hmm. Will he go back to Southampton? No. I think he gets in. Um, he gets in the squad, but I don't think he'll go there personally. No. Um, if Bournemouth stay up, perfect club for him. He's I, think great. I look at him, I don't think there's many Premier League teams he doesn't get in. No, not really. He's, he's not a superstar, is he? But he's... Don't get doesn't get in City, doesn't get in Chelsea. <laughs> so. Doesn't get in Wolves. Doesn't get in Chelsea. Yeah. No, he's not does, probably doesn't get in Wolves. Doesn't get in Leicester. Does he get in Wolves? Yeah. No, he's not Portuguese. He's not. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, he's not Portuguese. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> does he get in United? I'd, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If Fred gets in United, Adam Lallana gets in United. Don't give me that. We've got Bruno Fernandes now, don't forget, who plays that role. Yeah, but you also have Andreas Pereira in your squad. You know, on a bench. You don't don't start anymore. Well, you'd play Lana above Pereira and Lingard, wouldn't you? No. You know what I mean? Lingard could literally go to League Two and probably still do the same shit he's doing now. Well, they can go and sign for City then, can't they? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking take him with you, please. Called him a fraud for the last three years and no one believes me. And finally, it's starting to see people starting to see. <laughs> Fucking shit. I don't know. He was all right last season and then he, he earned himself, you know, no, the season before last, sorry. And he earned himself that place with England and then had a, a fairly decent World Cup, let's not forget. I blame Pogba. I don't blame Pogba. I fucking just blame his fucking attitude. He's, had, he's got that yeah, attitude but, in him. Yeah, but once Pogba came back, it was all fucking best he problems, wasn't it? Pogba's mm. other players' fucking attitude. Wait. Someone, Suness, has got an around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't blame Pogba for somebody else's player's attitude. No, I don't believe that. 
in fact, continuing this vein with uh, Dan Gosling and Jonathan Moss, can I blame you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people are a bad influence on people, aren't they? Fuck off. It's think... not like he's 16, he's 20 odd. I personally think Mate, should be doing better for former player bro. of the year, Jesse Lingard. Wait until we go on that night out, you'll be very badly influenced, mate. <laughs> mate, I'm no, mate, I'm the I'm the influence. Don't, don't, I'm the bad influence on that case, I'll say. <laughs> and, here, and here at On the Edge, we deal exclusively in inside jokes. <laughs> You're not related. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, no. Um, anyway, we've gone a little bit off topic here, boys. Have <laughs> we? Right, yeah. No, right. Record breaking Liverpool was what we were talking oh, about. That's why we went off track. <laughs> yeah, any, any reason to get off that subject? Yeah, yeah. yeah too much. <laughs> I mean, if, if we do get that season, especially if we get the uh, Arsenal record as well, what a season that will have been. Because if we manage to get the unbeaten run right the way up to the point where even we play City at the Etihad, even if we only take a draw from that game, that would that you've got to imagine that's going to be unbeaten season. Yeah, if you get past City and Everton, that's it. You've done it. Um, so what a season that would be. Does that, and we'll move on from this in a minute because I, I'm I'm feeling my own sense of uh, self smug satisfaction rubbing off. Paying me more here. and more to praise Liverpool. He's been telling me for years that next year is going to be their year. He's finally fucking wrong. <laughs> hey, even a broken clock is right twice a day, mate. Okay. Um, yeah. Right, so does that, if those things happen, if those things fall into place, record points total, unbeaten season, does that then make it the best Premier League team that we've ever seen? Yeah. I know we're jumping the gun, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, I think either one of City or Everton, or maybe somebody else along the way might beat us, but does it then make it the best yeah. Premier League On the back of the Champions League winning season as well, too, right, and you could still fucking win it again this season. I feel and like, what, 98 points last season. Yeah. To improve on what you did last season is a miracle in itself because you did fucking everything you possibly could last season. So to go again and do that bit fucking better, grind out them shitty 1-0 wins is unreal. What day is the Atletico Madrid game? Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, It is. Big fan. <laughs> Tomorrow, the first one. So Tuesday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, damn it, I can't have a bet on it. Okay. Oh. And and here at On the Edge, we deal exclusively with inside bets. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's any sponsors out there, prepared. bet Fred. You know, come knock bet on. Bet five hit us up. I use you exclusively. Come on. <laughs> don't name it. Don't name in particular ones, because otherwise, other ones might not want to fucking sponsor. Well, there are okay, other I use available. I use Betball, mate. If you want to come sponsor us, come here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. I mean, if this, if this podcast ever did get monetized, I'm pretty sure this episode's now not. Thank you for that. <laughs> really, I did say other betting platforms are available. Right, let's move on. And we're going to finish up now um, and we're going to do a little piece about the bottom half Premier League 11. So the <laughs> idea here is that you will have all hopefully picked your teams already. You then have to convince me of which player deserves to go in. Now we're going to go with the 4-3-3 um, and we're going to go position by position. So you're all going to throw me goalkeepers and then I'll move you all on to right back. So... Who wants to start? I would be surprised if we don't all have the same keeper. Uh, this will be interesting. Do we all have the same keeper? Let's see. <laughs> well, I'd be surprised. 
Admittedly, I thought Jay could be here. So that's oh, his replacement. That means, obviously, I'm guessing that means is Pit Nick Pope. It is Nick Pope. Mine's Pepe Reina. Oh. Oh. I went Pope as well. Pepe Reina has got the quality. Experience. Yeah, so he had a stormer against the Spurs as well because that game could have been fucking four or five. Yeah, he had a good game, but uh, he's got the experience. To me, that's what. Pope is oh, it, right? Pope is I mean, Pope my second choice. Don't get me wrong, but to what's me, Pope Reina. got is it like is it nine or eleven clean sheets or something? Pope's got. I'm inclined. He's second most in the league. I'm inclined to go with Pope. Unfortunately, as much as it hurts, because I do fucking love Pepe Reina. I feel like he might have played a tactical one there. It was um, I just think he's better, like right now. But I pe- Pope's my number two. Don't get me wrong, but me Reina pips him. Okay, right back. Max Aaron's. I've got Martin Montoya, Brighton. Oh, good shout. Okay, Max Aaron's. I think he's had an okay season in a poor Norwich squad. Okay. Uh, I, I really struggled with it and they haven't got one, so I'll just go with Fredericks, Fredericks, West Ham. I, I like Max Ahrens, but I look at him and I think he's had a bit of a Sessegnon season. Very hyped youngster, hasn't necessarily cut it at Premier League level. You can see the potentials there, so even if they go down, he will yeah. get a big Premier League move, but I don't think he's had that Did Sessegnon go to In a poor Norwich... Yeah. Yeah. I've not it's seen it games. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Montoya on that one as well I think that's a good shout I think he's actually got a lot better quality than somebody that far down in the table actually um, lets on and he could quite comfortably play for quite a, a big number of the, the upper half of the table teams as well um, mm-hmm. I, I like Max Ahrens I do think he's a, a very exciting prospect for the future but I just don't no, if he's quite at the level of Montoya in Fair terms enough. of his work rate and his quality of delivery. So I'm going to give that to Phil. Centre-back. Excellent. Do you want to do both or just the one? Yes, just the do. first one. Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Dunk. Oh. Oh, Dunk. I do like Dunk as well. I liked him when he first came up. Oh, I really like Dunk. I like Dunk. The two centre-backs I picked, Tarkovsky was my third choice. The two centre-backs I picked, I think they've both had better seasons than Tarkovsky. And I also think that they're both players, and especially Dunk, the sort of odd game he misses, and it really is an odd game. The level of Brighton's defending is so poor when he's dunk, not To there. be honest, now he might be my second choice, like my second centre-back. So yeah, I think I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go with Dunk over Tarkovsky slightly, only because Tarkovsky has been a bit mistake-prone this season. Well, what about me, Ben? Because I went with Dunk and Tarkovsky as my centre-back pairing. <laughs> so that would be your second pe- second one. So who's, who's everyone else's second centre-halves? Um, Mings. Oh, Mings. Oh. We've got about Mings as well, fuck's sake. We've got about Mings and Dunk. Two centre-backs I like a lot. <laughs> How can we go for Ben me? You go for Somewhere Jake's head has exploded. My first choice uh, was Bender at, but I forgot about two centre backs I'm really like Tyrone Means and fucking he's got Dunk. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm going to have to side with 
Mings again. Yeah, I agree with that one. <laughs> that is my own fault for getting the pick two. Yeah, so we have we've gone top. Oh, right. back off yeah. Feb. Now we've gone um, Duncan. No, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, sweet. Um, so left back, Cresswell. Wash out. I would was thinking him, but he's not getting many games ahead of Maswaku, so I've gone Van Arnholm. Ooh. I've gone Cresswell. No, I love Aaron Cresswell. No, I who did you go Cresswell, for? I said. Van Arnholm. So did I. Yeah, I'm gonna give that to Alan and Niall on that one. Um, I like Van Arnold. I think he's absolutely electric going forward, but I do feel like at the back he's a little bit suspect sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't feel like Cresswell really, apart from injury proneness, has any weaknesses in his game particularly. Um, he's just part of a really, really poor West Ham side. Yeah. Uh, right. So I've gone for a four-three-three, but I haven't given any specific information as to how. You can set them out, but I did sort of say maybe like a like a one and then a two, so like a defensive midfielder and then yeah. a two pushed on. But it's it, it's up to you really. Well, so I've I, gone for in, I've gone for a central midfielder, Aaron Moy. Okay, even a good season. I went for as a defensive-minded midfielder. I went Jefferson Lama. Oh, I think you're really trying to shoehorn in, in there. <laughs> I've grown. I he could have been next to Philip Billing all season. He deserves <laughs> something. I've I've gone with a DM as well, but in the form of Declan Rice, who's made an unreal amount of tackles this season. So Shola deserves to be there as a little ball winning midfielder. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Declan Rice on that one. Aaron Moy was very close um, because he has had a fantastic season. <laughs> But I like Declan Rice. I like I like him an awful lot. Again, I feel like he's he's a victim of being in a poor, poor Definitely. West Ham side. Is that um, a stormer? Rigged, fuming. That was walked out. <laughs> uh, right, so your next central midfield choice. Buendia. Yeah. I, I got, got Buendia. Buendia. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Points all around. Me. Points all round. Um, not uh, Alan. Your points here are not. No, they're good. not. I've got two. <laughs> for, you have for Buendia's partner. I've gone with Grealish. Uh, I've picked Grealish, but not in midfield. Yeah, so have I. I've picked him I've on got, the left. I've got. I've got him. I've got James. Uh, <laughs> well, you've got more prowess. You've all got more prowess. No, no, he's gone. He's gone Grealish. I've, I've gone, gone Grealish. Grealish. He's oh, centre mid. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Phil and Alan on that one then because I just don't feel like Grealish is that deeper sort of central no, role. I feel like he's playing like a playmaker in centre mid. He'll be closer up the pitch. but I mean, you could put him or Buendia out wide. They could interchange. I've just picked Buendia in midfield. Grealish yeah, yeah I have as well. I had a look where he can play, but... He could play wing or in centre midfield, so behind the striker. Why not play that? Right, so uh, we've done both centre mids. Um, Left wing. Really? Obviously. (laughs) Puke. No, I've gone for a I've gone for a top three. I've gone for a four three three, narrow four three three. What three strikers? 
Well, yeah, but they're wide strikers, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, but Pookie's not. He can play for the middle. It doesn't fucking matter. You asked, I'll give you one, all right? All right. All right. Grealish it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll scratch that fucking point <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Grealish on that one. Is that you as well, Phil? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I had Grealish just in a different fucking place, all right? <laughs> right. Uh, right wing. Daily. Zaha. Delefeu. Oh, Delefeu is good. Oh, do you know what? Delefeu is good. I'm really... Right. I fucking love Delefeu. As much as I want to hate him because he's ex-Everton, I fucking love Delefeu, but he's just not as good as Zaha. Um, Pretty on par. I don't know about how they both compare the season, but... So, who who said Zaha? Alan and Phil? Yeah. You're right, Alan. It's oh, rigged. Oh, you're right, back in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then striker. Danny Ings. Ings. All of us. Philippe? You finally got a point, now. Fuck off. Got <laughs> <laughs> Danny Ings. Can't not be. He's fucking four minutes. It's unreal. I know. 15 goals in it. Is he second <clears> or third <throat> top goal scorer so far? Have they felt me? Yeah. And playing for... Right, Hampton. so you've you go for that as well, Phil. Yeah. Danny Ings. Shit, Southampton side that were facing relegation a few weeks ago and Danny Ings is up there. Yeah, I mean, that's how the time that got beat fucking 9-0 yeah. and then have been on such a run. Quality from them really is. Right. So, there's a clear winner in this one and that is Phil. Yeah. What a surprise. Um, Your little best one. mate wins again. Aaron Moy should have been on there. I don't care what anyone said. You're all fucked. Oh, mate. The best mates, they're pretty much telepathic. Of course, they were going to like the same players. <laughs> Honestly, do this, you how many of my players? Yes. Niall, you didn't pick a fucking right back for a start. A last minute in- introduction. Who was that? Uh, Fredericks. Fredrickson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fredrickson. <laughs> no, Fredericks from West Ham, not Fredrickson. Oh, Fred- Just as bad. Who even is Fredrickson? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fredrickson player on some save or something probably is to be fair if it were any better um, Niall you actually managed to draw with Alan um, actually I think Alan probably needs to feel better about that because he was way behind in the States yeah the midfield of strikers got me but Aaron Moy should have been in there I don't care you can put that one up <laughs> <laughs> right even if I put him in you're still lost I know I'm not on about winning <laughs> but I'm on about the fact that he should have just been in there because that's bullshit <laughs> Is it your? Is it that you're not on about winning, or you're not on about wanting to just beat? Not yeah, also that. Yeah, Cali's I think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not asking for don't win as long as I beat Niall. Exactly. Yeah. That's the mentality I like. Right. On that note, um, I want to thank you all for joining us and listening to us ramble on. Um, if you haven't already, please feel free to give us a like or subscribe. We are available on pretty much all of the socials. You can always jump up the hashtag on the edge Facebook page or tweet us at on the edge weekly and use the hashtag on the edge debate and uh, and let us know what you think about what we've discussed today or what you want us to discuss going forward you can also find us on the group that brought us all together <laughs> which is the football manager debate group it's a specialized facebook group bringing you all things football manager and beyond 
We've got chances to win copies of the game for the 2021 version. There's loads of tactical hints and tips and loads of mini games to get involved in and just general banner. So please feel free to come along. Are we not? And that's all from me. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah. Does that make sense?